0: Reading this morning (coughs) is taken from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 21, commencing at verse 25. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring people will faint from terror apprehensive of what is coming on the world for the heavenly bodies will be shaken at that time they will see the son of man coming in a cloud with power and great glory when these things begin to take place Stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption <coughs> is drawing near. He told them this fellow. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourself. Thanks be to God.
1: I'm sure when it's just Libby, it's very slick. So you know that, you know that that's uh, down to us. Did the reading strike you as a bit strange today? You know, I, I wasn't um, intending to start with this, but you know, we had all of the Advent. Pre Christmas um, thoughts, and then we had this reading, which is actually in the church's liturgy uh, for this time of year. Maybe as we work our way uh, through the passage, uh, we might get a hint of why that's the case. Um, is there a screen here that can come up as well to save me, save me looking around all the time? That's great. Uh, Does it seem like the world is full of warnings nowadays? Uh, This is a label I saw recently. Um, Wash inside out, remove child before washing. Um, It's even reached Cambodia. This is a sign out there. If you can't swim, don't go swimming. Even the video, in a way, was warning us you know, not to get carried away with all the consumerism. Uh, all around, there are warnings. And this passage uh, contains many warnings as well. Um, or the whole chapter, actually, of, verse, um, of Luke 21. But these warnings are a little different and deserve our attention for two reasons. First of all, All of them have come to pass, all of the events that were warned about have come to pass, except one, which is still to come. And secondly, of course, this is Jesus' big warning before his death and resurrection. This is something which is important to him and on his heart as he comes uh, through Passion Week. So let's set the scene first of all the disciples are leaving the temple jesus has just had some skirmishes with the temple leaders with the pharisees and the disciples are they making conversation i don't know they say look at this temple isn't it grand look at these enormous dressed stones look at all the gifts it's wonderful but jesus jesus has recently you know mourned over Jerusalem, said, you know, uh, how how I would long to gather you. And he knows the judgment is coming. He knows that the Jewish people have rejected him, have rejected his message. And he wants the disciples to understand this. The Gentile armies will come. They will tear the place down. We know it was AD 70. And Herod's temple project, this grand project, won't last a century all of the effort that went into it. So Jesus, before we get to verse 25, has just warned the the disciples. There'll be persecutions, there'll be false messiahs, there'll be conflicts, you'll be arrested. And when the invasion comes, get out. You know, there's not going to be some miracle like the time of Isaiah. Jerusalem will fall. And you need to get out. And many Believers' lives were saved by heeding those words when the Roman army came. There's some, something maybe to notice there, that uh, those that listened to Jesus were saved. The theme might come up a bit later. So now we get to our passage, and there's a change. Do you spot... Um, Well, if you read the whole chapter, you would certainly spot the change in language. If I changed language now, if I said to you, deck the halls with boughs of holly, Um, tis the season to be jolly, he's going to find out who's naughty or nice, you would know that I had started to talk about Christmas. In the same way here... Jesus starts talking in dramatic, prophetic, apocalyptic language. There'll be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On earth, the nations will be in anguish, perplexity, the sea will be tossing. And anyone who knew their Bibles, anyone who knew the Jewish scriptures, knew that he was talking about the day, the day of the Lord. The day when God would come and would judge the earth. The sea, by the way, is all the stuff that mankind, the, the kind of churning, the nations, all of the politics, all of the things that go on. In Isaiah, he says that the sea just churns up wickedness like, like the mud and the mire. And um, in Revelation, we read about the Whore of Babylon. Over, who's sitting over all the seas, over all that's going on in the world. And then Jesus, in verse 27, um, directly references one passage in the prophet Daniel. And he says, the Son of Man, you'll see him coming on a cloud with power and great glory. This is someone called the Son of Man who will be coming with God, with the Ancient of Days, and will be judging the earth and establishing God's kingdom forever. And of course, in a way, this is the climax of Jesus having called himself the Son of Man all through his ministry, that now, here's the punchline, that this is the one who will come to judge and to do away with sin to do away with everything and everyone who has not turned from sin and to establish God's kingdom. And Jesus advises us then in verse 28. When you see all these things beginning to happen, all the ructions, all of the churning and the ups and downs, stand up. Lift up your heads. Your redemption is drawing near. In another translation, the phrase... Oh, sorry, that's the temple. You're right, Aiden. He said, people use these PowerPoints and they don't advance the slides at the right time. Um, In another translation, the phrase is, look up. And actually, that phrase was on my... um, on my screensaver, on my computer, for all the time I was in Cambodia. And it was a good reminder to me through all of the ups and downs, uh, through, you know, even now, the politics that are going on. um, God is at work in the midst of it all. And when we look to him, then we can see more clearly what he is doing and how we can join him. Look up. Don't look out be fretful. Don't turn inwards. Don't even uh, look to your loved ones and worry. Don't take your eye off the ball. Look to Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith, who helps us to run the race and to avoid these distractions that can entangle us, the sins that can entangle us. And there we'll find courage and hope. So that's the first... Ah, it came back. I'm sorry. We've got... It's brightened up. I thought I'd moved that down and it's somehow come back up again. Did I not say that, Aidan? Ah. Okay, don't be distracted. That doesn't say be distracted. So the nations will keep churning over. Jesus then tells a short parable. Verse 29 verse 30, to verse 31. Look at the trees. That's another prophetic uh, sort of phrase. Uh, the, the fig tree, that's, the, that's Israel. Then there are other trees. You know, there's the cedar of Lebanon. There are empires that spring up that are big trees that lots of people shelter under. So he's saying, look at the trees, the nations. When trees sprout, you know summer's coming, when the nations are doing all this stuff, or they're all these all this grandstanding and tossing and worrying and posturing, then you know that the second advent is on its way. The first advent, Christmas, most people missed at the time. No one will miss the second advent. But only some will be ready so the second message here actually is don't be fooled there's a don't behind that some bright bit in the sky jesus words stand against many others in history because most leaders actually promise a utopia they promise Good times around the corner as their religion spreads, as their policies take hold. Just more, one more war to win the peace and to establish democracy. There are people in every age who believe that they're ushering in a golden era. Um, do you remember the song Imagine by John Lennon? Imagine no religion. Well, um, there's uh, one of the Cambodian leaders up the top there, Pol Pot. It's easy if you try, uh, thinking that there would be a utopia to come, maybe. This is Cambodia's Olympic Stadium. In the 1960s, they built this, and there was even talk of making a bid for the Olympics. And then, within uh, 10 years, much less than 10 years, there was a civil war. And that stadium was used as an execution site for all the senior people that the, uh, the communists wanted to do away with. The nations churn. Things go up. Things come down. The human heart doesn't... Change, and that really is why Jesus could so confidently say all this, isn't it? And it's not just um, stadiums. Of course, we we do the same thing as the disciples with our temples. Um, Look at our temple. Look at our ministries. Look at our Christmas programs. Look at our stunning Facebook pages and blogs. And look at the size of our church. And in a way, we also believe in this myth of inevitable progress. And then when the things that we build only last for a season, we grieve. We, we doubt, we, we worry. And Jesus says, no, move on, don't, don't be shaken. It's all part of the waves, the tide. You've got your eyes fixed on the stones and you've got Jesus right beside you. There's there's one other myth, of course, which is that Jesus um, will not return. This is the Jesus who was prophesied would come and be born in Bethlehem, the Jesus who said he would die and would rise again, The Jesus who predicted all the things that I summarised at the start here, um, right up to the fall of Jerusalem. And the Jesus who has been reliable in every other respect. But Jesus knows that this, this is an issue. So in verse 32, he uses that phrase that he always uses when he wants you to really listen And so, you know, check your heart. Have I got hold of this? I tell you the truth. I tell you the truth. This generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away. My words will never pass away. He is the word of God. He's holding everything together. Even heavens and earth, the heavens and the earth. And this generation, this sinful generation, as Jesus often called us, it won't pass away until uh, this day has come. Don't be fooled. And so now we come to the words of warning in verses 34 to 36. Our particular words of warning, which are saying, be careful, don't be careless. Don't let your hearts be weighed down. These aren't words about our personal circumstances here. We're still thinking about all of the stuff that is going on in the world. Refugee crisis, austerity, uh, global corporations, ISIS striking in Europe. And he says it's easy to want to blot it all out with dissipation, drunkenness and the anxieties of life, dissipation, chasing after things that don't last, whether that's relationships or other stuff, drunkenness, using drink or drugs to blot things out, or anxiety, just just real background stress. He says the day will still come, But don't take your eyes off Jesus, otherwise it will come. It will close like a trap. Don't take your eyes off God. Look up. Keep watch. Pray so that you may be able to escape all that's about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. Grateful that he was the one who kept you standing through it all. So what do we do with all the big worries of today? Uh, We look up. We don't know everything that will happen, but we know the one who knows. I mean, even with the refugee crisis, it's so complex, but I remember for years praying for the 1040 window. And everyone's saying, oh, it's so difficult. It's so difficult to reach people. And and now there are people streaming through that window. I don't have all the answers, but I know the first answer is look up. Look up. What is God doing? What is God doing in all this as the nations are shaken? So, why is this reading in the liturgy for this time of year as we enter Advent, Uh, because Advent is not just uh, looking back to a star in a manger, it's also about looking forward beyond the manger, it's recognizing that everything has happened as God has said, Christmas, cross, resurrection, ructions, it's all happened and there's one thing that remains, the second, Advent. Don't. Be distracted by all the ups and downs of history. Don't be fooled by the promises of utopia. Don't be careless. Keep alert. Keep praying. He will come. He is coming. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. (coughs)
0: mm <coughs>